Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Joy of Life podcast brought to you by Joy Dewey. Oh, hello. Hi, everybody. How has your week been? Oh, my goodness. Um, my week has been quite eventful and also very relaxing at the same time. Um, I've gotten to really sit in introspection this week, take care of myself, rest. I kind of rearranged the things I was working on depending on how I felt in these days. And I've really been learning how to honor my body and what I'm needing in any given time or scenario. Uh, I'm trying to work out every single day and stay motivated. And that has super been super helpful for me and it's helped keep me, um, on top of my stuff and feeling healthy and feeling invigorated and excited for what, you know, what I'm working on. Like this morning, I just randomly felt like going on the walk, going on a walk around the neighborhood to start off my day just because I felt like being in nature and connecting with nature. And it was awesome. It was super calming. It was a super great way to get my blood flowing without like having to sweat because I did a core workout um, later this afternoon, but I was really able to just start off my day on a nice foot because I was able to take some time for myself to just sit in nature and uh, stare at the beauty of life and breathe in air, breathe in nice air. So I hope all of you take that time for yourself. I normally share the self-care tip at the end, um, but I just had it on my heart to share that at the beginning so just take some time for yourself to be in nature to breathe it in connect with the earth um it always helps me feel really grounded uh and solid in what i'm working on so all right well today's topic is kind of around that but we're really going to be taking a look at identity um what is your identity how can you take different labels from situations? Um, how does your identity manifest if you're not paying attention? Do you really know yourself? Are you able to get in touch with what you need on a deep level? Are you able to stare in the face of your wounds and provide healing and love? Are you able to know yourself on an intimate level? All the mistakes you've made, all of the Uh, mess ups and the good things, all of the people that you've helped, all of the situations that you've worked through, all of the perseverance that has had. Are you able to look at the fullness of you, the good and the bad? Are you able to meet yourself um, on an intimate level? And are you able to stand in your identity and what you believe you are and who you believe you are? So often I feel like, uh, people get so caught up in falling into a situation and and, and accepting an identity or cultivating an identity in a negative light. So like, for example, um, I was talking to a mentor of mine, I think it was last week, and we were talking about, uh, oh, hold please. We were talking about identity and we were talking about how I have been feeling like I've been failing or I'm feeling like I haven't been doing enough or I'm feeling like I haven't um, maybe been as active or proactive as I could be on social media. And so I've been just acknowledging where I feel with that. And she was like, okay, do you feel like you're failing 
or are you identifying as a failure? Because that's really, that's a difference. That's a big difference between just feeling like you're failing in a certain area versus taking on your identity as a whole as a failure. Like you in your inherent nature are a failure. And so that really just caught me off guard, um, threw me for a loop because I was like, wow, I really have been identifying and that's why it's been so hard for me to create from a place of desire and excitement recently because I've been like shaming myself kind of like just gonna be honest because I haven't been as active and so to me if I'm not active and if I'm not actively doing or working towards then I'm failing at. And so that's something I had to look at. That's something that came to light the last week. Um, just being aware of what you identify as and who you identify as and what you allow to define you because your experiences are a culmination of you. You are a culmination of your experiences. Sorry, that was backwards. You are a culmination of your experiences, but that doesn't mean that you are your experiences. Yeah, you and your identity as a whole is much bigger than the choices, the small individual choices that you make on a daily basis. Um, you're able to be someone and identify as somebody who's strong and has a foundation and you're still allowed to make mistakes every now and then. You're still allowed to be human. You're still allowed to have mess ups because that's where you get wisdom and that's where you gain knowledge and that's where you grow whenever you're able to move through situations that are painful, move through things that you need to heal and not get sucked into it, but rather step above it and step into, I'm stronger than this. I am deserving of more. I'm ready to heal because whenever you do that, you are no longer identifying as your mistakes. You're no longer identifying as your failures or as a failure. You're not identifying as that mess, but you're acknowledging your strength to move past it and move forward and move through the things that are coming up for you on an energetically intimate level. Yeah, if you're able to meet yourself, and that's why it's so important, I said at the beginning of this, that it's really important that you're able to meet yourself at a deep level, meet yourself where you need healing, meet yourself in places that are painful to look at because that is how you grow the fastest when you're able to acknowledge and move through those painful things and not take them on as your identity and not wear them as a badge or as a label because you believe that it's what you are. Yeah. So make sure that you are being really cautious of your energy, being really cautious of your thought patterns, being really cautious of the way that you're speaking over yourself and the way that you are identifying yourself. Because if you get stuck in these negative patterns, you'll start to identify as a negative person and you'll feel that energy shift. That's a mindset shift and it will bring you into a lower vibration. And then you'll lose a lot of motivation. You'll lose a lot of steam because you are living in that burden, living in that hardship of being a failure, living in that hardship of being a mistake. Yeah. And so that brings your vibration down a lot. So you've really got to make sure that you watch what you intake, watch what you accept, watch what you allow and be able to filter that 
in order to protect yourself. Yeah. So identity, 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 super important. Um, gotta find my place. Yeah. So in what areas of your life do you struggle with identifying yourself in negative ways? So for me, um, I have picked up the identity of failure. I've picked up the identity of lesser than. I've picked up different negative identities throughout the years. But it's very interesting in the different environments that these kinds of negative stories come up that these kinds of negative, um, toxic words come up and, and the way that I start to speak them over myself. Oftentimes it would be in high stress situations where I felt like I had to compare myself to people or I felt threatened or I was wounded. And so I felt insecure. And so oftentimes whenever I got into that mindset and I got into that frame, I took on the identity of lesser than, or I took on the identity of, um, I'm trying to find a different word for failure, but I, my vocabulary, I'm wanting to expand my vocabulary a little bit, but you know what I mean? You know what that intimate word is for you. Whenever you think about who am I in a negative light or like, what am I doing wrong? What comes up for me? You have that own struggle that you're battling with. You have that own issue that you're trying to work through and it may not be failing. That may not be it at all. Maybe it's showing up. Maybe it's being present. Maybe it's, um, you know, feeling love for those who have wronged you. Maybe it's moving through hard things in your relationships and in your familial, uh, like situations and your familial relationships and just how are you showing up right now? And how is that affecting your relationships? How is that affecting the way that you feel about yourself? How is that affecting the way that you show up day to day? Because if you're not really keeping in check with yourself, if you're not really making sure that you're doing things that align with you, you're going to get caught in a lot of weird places that you don't want to be. You're going to get caught in a lot of weird energy and a lot of negative stories that will drag you down energetically and it will leave you feeling depleted, leave you feeling exhausted, and leaving you feeling just in general lesser than. Yeah, so whenever you breathe, first of all, whenever you feel that come up, because I'm getting a little tense, whenever you feel that come up, breathe through it, move through it, learn how to not attach identities or labels to who you are that don't fit. Yeah, Just because you make a mistake does not mean you are a mistake. Just because you take a little bit longer to learn something does not mean that you are stupid or it does not mean that you are a bad learner. It just means that you learn differently. Yeah. Really just work on speaking love over yourself. Work on creating an identity from a place of foundation and stability and knowing just knowing that you know what's best for you and you're ready to step up and prove it you're ready to step up and protect yourself if need be yeah so release those identities that are no longer serving you because whenever we wear those labels of others whenever we wear those masks Uh, We're not being in the fullness of ourselves. We're not 
being in the love that God has for us. Yeah, we're being in the shame that we've created for ourselves because of the ways that we live or because of the things that we do or the experiences that we want to have. Yeah. You shouldn't live your life in shame. Life is experience. You're, you are only responsible for taking good, good care of yourself and being kind to others. Yeah, it's not about being able to do everything. And it doesn't mean if you can't do everything that you're nothing either. Yeah, I don't know why I had to say that, but I did. So. Yeah. So I have an analogy that I kind of came up with a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and it just fits really well. And it uh, it's a little bit of a metaphor. So let me share it with you. So. I like to think of my inherent worth, value, and identity like a tree, like a fir tree. You know, the kind of tree you cut down for Christmas and you decorate and you stick up in your living room. I like to think of my identity, my innate inherent value and identity as the tree itself. Sturdy, stable, beautiful on its own completely right and like just regal you know like the fir tree by itself doesn't need ornaments the ornaments are just extra the ornaments are just extra love but those ornaments can either be good ornaments good things about yourself uplifting positive things or those or those ornaments could be labels boxes unmet expectations shame judgment um so that's the thing so your identity is that inherently worthy beautiful regal christmas tree that fir tree that pine tree doesn't have to be a christmas tree okay that's just they are also christmas trees but i'm getting lost in that sorry Your identity, your value, your worth is the tree itself. It doesn't need anything else. But you add the ornaments of your identity to your tree. You decide what gets put up there for full view. You decide what has space. You decide what gets to take up space in your identity, in the way that you carry yourself, in the way that you show up for yourself and others. That decision about where the ornaments go on the tree, if they even get to be on the tree at all, that's up to you. So whenever you take these labels, whenever you take these negative identities on yourself, whenever you um, step around what you need and whenever you sink into that shame spiral or sink into that judgment, you are putting that on your Christmas tree. You're putting that in full view for everyone to see. And it's not even about everyone, but it's really about you and how you, the way that you're treating yourself and the way that you are discounting how incredible you are and what your Christmas tree really is, what your Christmas tree really could look like, what you want it to look like. Because if you really wrote out all of these things that you speak over yourself and you put it on an actual tree, Would you be proud of what the tree looked like? 
if you had depictions of each um, identity in an ornament on a tree, would you be proud of that tree? I can honestly say for a while there, I was not proud of the tree that I created. It was negative and toxic and ignorant because I didn't want to know any better and because I got something out of being a victim. I got something out of identifying in that way. That's just for me. I didn't used to be proud of the way that my Christmas tree looked because I would label and box and judge and throw shame around like it was like snowballs in the, in, in the wintertime. Um, like I'm having a snowball fight. So make sure that you're being really aware of your tree. So I want you to get... Normally, whenever I get on here, I always like to have a piece of paper and a, a writing utensil just because I like introspection and I like being able to have your own two hands or maybe one of your hands, I don't care, um, be able to write and be able to get into what my message is speaking to you in particular because my message, I try, no, I feel... I feel through what really needs to be spoken on and I want to give you the opportunity to expand on it and be able to go deeper for you so you can get more out of it and so you can grow in your own way and take away things that are only particular to you and what you need. So that's why I really love having journals and having utensils, writing utensils because gives you an opportunity to delve in deep for you and get a little bit extra out of it for you. So, so get a piece of paper and a pencil. I don't know why this is being weird. If you need to pause this, feel free. I'm going to try to fix my microphone. Okay. So, all right. Now that you've got that journal and pencil or pen or Sharpie, I don't care. I want you to draw two Christmas trees. Maybe it's one on one page, one on the other. But I just want you to draw two bare Christmas trees. Basically the same size, the same um, dimensions. Just two Christmas trees and make sure there's enough space. And make sure you're going to be able to hang or you're going to want space to be able to hang quote unquote ornaments on your trees. All right, so now that you have two Christmas trees, on the first one, I want you to write all of the stories that you tell yourself right now. I want you to write all of the ways that you identify yourself right now. And maybe these need to be on two separate pages. So maybe it's on the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree needs to be pretty big. So you're able to write on it. If you need to write around it or below it, feel free after you filled up the Christmas tree, but what are you identifying as right now? And be really honest with yourself. If you can't look at the way that you're speaking to yourself, then it's not going to change and you're going to be stuck in the same place. Um, and that's okay if that's where you need to be. There's no judgment. You do that because I stayed in the same place for a while and I didn't move till I was ready. But, um, it's good to be able to look at yourself. It's good to be able to see 
what maybe needs some extra love and what needs working on because for the longest time I refused to look at myself and so there wasn't anything to fix because I wouldn't acknowledge that there was anything to fix right so it's about that acknowledgement and allowing that pain to be seen that frustration to be seen so it can be healed yeah so when you're doing this Christmas tree exercise please make sure that you are doing your best to be honest and not for me this isn't about me but I it's for you obviously I'm not going to see it it's not my business but draw it for yourself so that you can have it and you can see it and you can hold yourself accountable and start working towards a better Christmas tree yeah so on the left so the first one or the right I don't care whichever one you did but the first one is the Christmas tree that you have right now. What does it look like? What's written on it? Is there judgment, shame, frustration? Is there badass, uh, you know, loving mom, you know, whatever it is for you, all of the things, what do you identify yourself as? If you would say my identity is blank, blank and blank, or I speak over myself X that I'm a failure, that I'm not good enough. What are the labels that you place on yourself? What are the boxes? Um, I'm only a good mom if. I'm only a good sister when. So just be aware. Be aware of all the stories that you tell around yourself and about yourself. Yeah. So that's the first Christmas tree. Um, And you can move on. We're going to go to the second Christmas tree. On the second Christmas tree, I want you to write what the highest version of yourself would identify as what that identity looks like if you are empowered and emboldened to be whoever you wanted to be and you had no fear around what anybody else was going to say you had no fear about a timeline or um comparison or the need to be better than right if there was no fear around it and you were in your highest, most empowered state, what would your Christmas tree look like? How would you love yourself? How would you be empowered? Would you be a warrior woman? Would you be a spiritual guru? Would you be a yoga teacher? You know, would you be an empowered individual? What would you be if you were not worried about everybody else? If you weren't speaking negative situations over your life what would that look like for you so take time to do the second christmas tree and really just sit in that energy and feel the love because if you have that inkling if you have that feeling or that nudge then it is meant for you yeah you are called to do things um, for a reason right and it's because you love these things and it's because these things are gonna love you you know They want to be done. All right. So now that you have done the Christmas tree exercise, take a deep breath. It has been a long day. Now that you have done the Christmas tree exercise, I just want you to take a second to journal maybe on the next page or pages. What the difference between the two is. What's the difference? How does one feel? What's the overall feeling you get between the two of them? From the one that is now and the one that you want, the one that could be. And how is that... How is that separation? What are you missing out on? Yeah, so just journal about this um, 
journal about this because it's super, super, it's going to be super, super insightful and it's going to help you a lot to identify the areas of your life where maybe you want to do a better job or maybe you want to be more involved or maybe you want to have more love. And so these these exercises give you an opportunity to discover that. Yeah, they give you an opportunity to figure out where you're lacking and and what you can do better for yourself. Yeah, not for anybody else, but yourself especially. Yeah. And then one last question um, before you go. One last question. How... How is your relationship with honoring yourself and what you need? How has your relationship been going with doing the things that serve you and doing the things that fill you up? Have you been staying steady on it? Have you been taking time for yourself? Or do you constantly feel depleted and frustrated and confused? Yeah, where's that line for you? So, (sighs) take time to journal, sink into that feel the love feel the love that's already there all right since i already gave you my self-care tip at the beginning uh just a reminder it's take a walk by yourself uh just in nature to start off your day um and i was just listening to a podcast lol so you could i guess just listen to this podcast or listen to past podcasts that you've missed maybe um or somebody else's podcast you know everybody there are a lot of really really cool podcasts out there um and honestly i listen to a lot of podcasts because it gives me some medicine and gives me different perspectives and that's really why i love it because i can just walk around and be in nature and listen have a little bit of medicine so but i did want to pull some self-care cards today so I have a Facebook live page and I normally do tarot polls every Tuesday and on my Instagram too that is spelled the same way as this podcast. My Instagram I will do occasional tarot polls but not super often but I just felt called to today for you guys because I wanted to get some pinpointed um, insight into what we need in this moment. So I actually pulled two cards and the first one was make an altar. Uh, This is the self-care, the sacred self-care deck by Jill Pyle. It's really beautiful deck, very colorful. So the first one, make an altar, it's 16, which is a seven in numerology. And that basically just means spiritual balance, spiritual enlightenment, uh, connection with angels and God. It's God's number for sure. And this is just talking about if you don't have an altar and I'm not talking about you have to have a certain set of items or it only has to look a certain way in order for it to be an altar. Basically what an altar is, is just a different collection of items that you feel like embody you embody where you're at and embody maybe what you're wanting to achieve, whether it's goal wise or love wise relationship career, whatever that looks like for you. An altar is a space like for me, I have several little altar spaces around my room. One of them is a self-love altar. So I have a lot of my notes from loved ones, friends and family just over the years uh, from birthdays and just various Christmases. And it's just a wall of love. And so whenever I see it, whenever I am in its energy and I have candles that I light, 
I feel the love that I have for myself and I feel the love that other people have so generously given to me. So I feel like whenever it says make an altar, that really means take time to create a space for you to nurture yourself, create a space for you to be self-expressed. And that is, it can be a simple altar in your room. It doesn't have to look like anything. If that's what's holding you back because you feel like you have, you have to, words because you feel like it has to look a certain way release it because there's no prescribed correct way to build an altar it's whatever intuitively feels good to you and then the second card is abundance planning and this one came up for me earlier and so i feel like i'm being a little bit called out again um but also this is for you guys especially keep track of your finances yeah um add up your expenses what you're doing keep track of your money and just plan for what you want. Speak into existence the kind of money you're trying to build, the kind of life that you're trying to create, and the, the type of career that you're wanting to have. Plan for abundance and plan for like God, your creator, to take care of you. Yeah, so I feel like these two cards were super important uh, and they wanted to be heard. But thank you for tuning in for this identity-focused podcast this week. Take time to see what's in your energy field and just notice what you're speaking over yourself. I love each and every one of you guys, and I will see you here next week on the Joy of Life podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a blessed day.